So I, I was kind of inspired by something towards the end of, of our uh, sermon on, on building on Sunday. And one of the scriptures, I think we'll refer to him again tonight, but um, let me just fix this real quick. Uh, talking about being steadfast. Anybody familiar with being steadfast? That means holding your own, st- sticking with something, no matter what's going to happen, you know. How, how many feel like you're going through steadfast times sometimes? <laughs> if you got kids, you're in the steadfast period, right? <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, I just want us to be encouraged. I think, I think it's partly... We're going into a, a fasting time. And, you know, there's a lot of different focuses we can have. But uh, there's a need for, for things that would keep us from being steadfast, from being, from being faithful to, be, uh, to, to lose their influence so they don't have, have the ability to keep us from staying steady to the end. And... Um, and there is an end. You know, sometimes I think we need to be encouraged. <laughs> this, this isn't going to last forever. We're going we're gonna to get to the other side. But we can have victory right now, and, and we need to, you know. We need to. And I, I just want to start off here because how, how many like to sing, Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new what? Mercies. And I, <laughs> well, we'll see this. <laughs> There's a real strong connection between mercies and faithfulness. And um, there's, there's, there's a need to be removed from guilt in order to be entered into a place of going forward. The biggest thing the enemy wants to bring against us is a disabling of our identity. Yeah. That, that, that we've done something that disables us from being able to go forward. How many know anybody in your life that they're just stuck in, in where they've been? Yeah. And so it's really hard for them to go forward. It's hard for them to be victorious for that day. Um, you know, because uh, there needs to be a, a not just mercy available, but mercy accessed, you know. And um, so I, I want to just, first of all, go through some of these scriptures from the Old Testament that we're familiar with. And there, there's some more, but um, I just want to look at some of these um, and draw out about God's faithfulness. Because, you know, um, uh, anything that we're going to acquire from him, we, we have to look to him for how he does it. And um, he is faithful. And I'm going to, I want to break this down a little bit though, because sometimes we have, we can just say, yeah, he's faithful. But what what does that actually mean? So we're going to kind of get into that. But I want to, first of all, just go through some of these scriptures from the Old Testament that kind of talk about God's faithfulness. Um, So this first one here, uh, Psalm 37, 3. it says, trust in the Lord and do good. <laughs> now, I saw a connection here right away. It's not enough to just trust in the Lord. There has to be a result that we acquire from what we get from him in that trust that, that produces something through us. Uh, it says, dwell in the land. And I thought this was a really uh, an interesting thing. Feed on his faithfulness. How many feel like a donut after you've been... <laughs> To the to the donut shop, or after Sunday mornings, maybe. You know, it's like, why? Because you become what you consume, right? So, it, it, I, I like this feed on his 
faithfulness. So that it actually is becoming who you are, not just what you're getting. It's, it becomes your substance, right? Okay, let's go to this next one. Psalm 40, verse 10. Where faithfulness is consumed, so we, we've consumed it, it will be proclaimed. It, will, it, it won't be just something that's contained. It will be proclaimed, okay? <clears throat> I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. There's this need <laughs> to acknowledge. You know, uh, I'm so glad that we, we get to come together and praise God. And when we praise him for his faithfulness, man, I want to I get more understanding of what that means. Because it's, it's like a foundation that we can, that, that everything else explodes from. You know what I mean? So let, let, let's keep looking here. Psalm 89, 1. In, uh, in mercy received is faithfulness proven. So when there's a reception of mercy, it's, not, it's no longer just a faithfulness, it's a proven faithfulness. How many, how many have experienced that? <laughs> uh, so let's read this. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. <clears throat> With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So, in the experience of mercy is the proving of faithfulness. So, it's, it's wonderful to sing, great is thy faithfulness. But how do you prove that faithfulness when it is lived out in your life where you're given mercy? Okay, let's keep going. Lamentations 3, 22. We're familiar with this one too. <clears throat> Greatness of his faithfulness is most evident in his mercy. So we're just hammering on mercies here, right? Um, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. But here's the, here's the key thing here. And man, this is really liberating. Uh, I, I, think, I think we need to get a revelation that the only reason we're not being consumed the only reason we're not getting burnt up is because of his faithfulness. It's because of his mercies. And he's faithful in those things. Um, all right. Let's see, I've got one more here and then we're gonna look at something else here. No, I got a couple more. All right. <laughs> this is part of that too. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I've grown up uh, very much aware of holiness and the need for it. And, and I was kind of impressed that you, you needed to confess your sins. Not just before God, but for maybe before people. So I became very, 
aware of sin, <laughs> you know? Almost like, it, maybe this is just me, but there's this need to, to, to fix a problem before you actually go back to God. Um, you know, that he doesn't, he really doesn't like sin. He really hates unholiness. He really hates transgression. So I better kind of wait a couple days at least before I go back. <laughs> you know what I'm talk, talking about? It's like, because <laughs> your heart's condemning you, right? And, 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 and we, get it, we get it backwards. We feel like we need to fix things before we can be confident again. And God says, no, no, come back to me. My, my, I, I don't think any less of you than, than that whole year that went by and you never transgressed at all. You know, I, I, I'm here for you right now. And all we need to do is now. Now here, here's here's a here's a key in here that I want I want to get to. What is our? There's a part we have to play. We have to confess. Yeah. We just have to come back and say, God, I'm not hiding anything. We don't get any better. We just are transparent before Him, right? All right. Good. All right. Uh, now, one more, and then we'll go on. Psalm 89, 24. With his faithfulness, mercy is expanded influence and ability. With his faithful mercy is expanded influence and ability. So this is, this is where it becomes practical in our life. And you see this in David's life. How, how many know David uh, proved God's faithfulness over and over and over again? I mean, he messed up big time. He had opportunities to, to, uh, and, you know, I, I, I think of the time when Saul, Saul came into the cave. He had the opportunity to, to take care of his opposition. And um, what came out of David was what he had received from God. It was mercy. You know, sometimes we, you don't hear that story, you don't really think about the mercy that came out of David. It was, it, was, it was fear of God. It was not touching the anointed. But it was also, he had mercy on, on Saul. Yeah. It's because he had received mercy. Um, and what, what, what that did for him, the, the experience of God's faithfulness put him in a position to be propelled by God's uh, power to be everything he was supposed to be. And this is partly what I, I'm seeing going, going into this, this year for us as a, as a body. There's a need for us to get into a realm. And man, we'll look at this. This is going to really be good. Uh, becoming faithful. There's, there's a requirement of faithfulness in order to, for God to lift us up. To, and this is what he did for David. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. My faith, don't, they just, they're just married together. It's like removing all the junk that would say, no, you can't be that. <laughs> and that's connected to God's faithfulness. That he's there for that all the time. And in my name, his horn shall be exalted. We don't talk that way too much. That sounds like my... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my trumpet playing in high school. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but what is that? If you look at some different translations, it, it talks about his, 
He's going to fulfill. He's going to be empowered. He's going to be enabled to be who he is. And this is a promise from God. Just this, these statements from God are declarations of his belief in us. Okay? So I just want to look at... at um, I want to make a statement here, and I want to give my own... Def- Don't you like my definitions of things a little bit? Yeah. Well, and everybody said amen because they're, they're believing in what we're going to get here tonight. <laughs> so I want to look at faithfulness. I want to call it the lifestyle of unbending actions that validate a stated belief. Okay? So... <clears throat> Great is his faithfulness. And what is his faithfulness to? It's to what? Did you know that God believes in things? He didn't just spout off stuff because it sounds like a good idea. He spouts off things. He he, he, he says things because it's what he believes. And when God believes something, he sticks to it. He's steadfast to it. He never changes from that. Once he says something, it, he, he is behind it all the way. If there's anything that doesn't come to pass as a result of what he says, it's not because of him. He keeps his side of it no matter what, right? Okay, we're still just looking at God right here, okay? But we need to be making a trend. This is what he's, he's wanting us to be, and he needs us to be, okay? So faithfulness are the actions that bring faith to life. So we're going to make a direct connection. So what what is the the basis for the word faithfulness? Faith, right? That's why I wanted to come up with this little definition because it's directly connected to belief. Faithfulness is directly connected to what we believe in. You can't actually believe in something, really believe in it, without having actions that go along with it. And we could call those actions faithfulness, right? If I really believe that I'm going to be able to play the guitar, I have this dream of it. Now, it's not going to be enough just for me to do that. I'm going to have to put some faithfulness to what it's going to take to get there. It's like I, was, I, 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 had, this, uh, I had this thing come up on uh, one of those things, reels or something, whatever those things are. Um, might have been Hayden sending me something. Hayden sends me a whole bunch of stuff. The little little blind boy sitting in a chair, and uh, got these this older guy playing the guitar, and, and this little boy's got a violin. And um, this older guy, I think he's blind too, but I think he lost his sight later on in life. And anyway, they start playing him. I mean, this little kid is just jamming away, you know, and. Uh, and they get done, they, get, they start talking, you know, <laughs> this older guy, he says, he's talking about how this little kid is gifted, and, and that little gifted says, yeah, you are too, <laughs> it was just really kind of precious, you know, and, and he says, and he kind of had a little accent, a little southern accent, you know, and stuff, it's, it's really cute, but, um, and the older guy said, yeah, but I think I had to practice a lot more than you have, this kid's gifted, you know, he's, he's really, really amazing, and um, it, it's kind of like bluegrass stuff, you know, just really, you know, a lot of fun. And, uh, and, and, uh, and the kid says, oh, but I didn't start off playing like this. I thought that was really precious, you know. He did have to practice a little bit. Because 
<laughs> it's not enough to just believe you can do something. not enough to have a dream for it. You're going to have to put some action to it, no matter how gifted you are, right? So it's the actions that bring faith to life, bring belief to life. What brings belief and faith to death? <laughs> no actions, right? And you could say a lack of faithfulness, right? Would that make sense? Okay, so let's just look at some things. Oh, boy. Um, are you changing it? Uh, I didn't get the double dash in there again. Goodness. All right. You can see that, though, right? All right. So <clears throat> I just want to look at some common things about faithfulness so we can kind of just, what, what is actual faithfulness? And I want to say what it's from. So if, if you actually believe in something, you make a commitment to it, right? Uh, commitments that are easiest to give up on are ones that you believe in not very much, right? <laughs> now, there's, there's an association with a commitment, too, also to belief in yourself. If your name has anything at all, if, you, if you're, uh, well, these are connected. <clears throat> okay, let me keep going. So accountability is, is where faithfulness will come from, right? And that's why sometimes it's good to get an accountability partner on something, because now uh, you believe in it a little bit more. <laughs> There's another side of belief. You're going to have to be accountable to somebody for it, right? So now you're going to be a little bit more faithful to it. Um, responsibility. I mean, how many believe in your kids, in <laughs> your family, and your, you know? There, there, there's a source. There's a reason for there to be a belief and then for there to be actions that are associated with that, right? Just integrity, this, this, this is built into, you know, and sometimes I guess I wonder if, if our culture is, is, is losing this, you know, yeah. because it, it should be built into our character, yeah. our integrity. Yeah. Uh, and then just value and honor. How much do you value something? You know, you're going to make sure it's taken care of. You're going to make sure it's, it's cared for, right? Uh, so those are where they can come from. And I just look at this. So what would it be in, like in a job? Yeah. It depends on how much you like the job. <laughs> how many have had a job that you just didn't really care about it, and so it didn't hang around too long? <laughs> because you weren't faith, you didn't believe in that thing, you just didn't take care of it, right? And you got the call. Or, <laughs> or you just didn't show up anymore. <laughs> but when you really believe in something, right? <laughs> Man, you're steadfast in that thing, whether you really want to or not, because you're believing in, in, in some of these other things can be a part of that, but because that's where it's coming from. Why are you faithful to a job? Sometimes you just do it because you're a, you're a, you have integrity. You're just being accountable. You're being responsible, right? It's coming from these other things, but this is where it's, it's activated, right? In a marriage, in a family, <laughs> how many know it's kind of important to have faithfulness? And where does that, where does that, what does that do when there isn't? How do people be unfaithful? They don't believe in their marriage. They don't believe in their family. I think it's amazing, not to hammer on him too much, but to choose a sports over, uh, over a family, you know, uh, that's unfaithfulness. I'm not saying any names, but um, just relationships with friends. 
No? Um, druthers. I just put druthers in there. How many have some other things in your life? You know? <laughs> You're faithful to it. Yep. Hunting. Fishing. Golfing. You know? That's where it's, it's going to be applied. Are you going to do it halfway? Well, depends on how much you believe in it. Right? Huh. Me? When it comes to golfing right now. <laughs> All right. We won't hang out there too much. And then, and then religion. Do you know what? Religion isn't a bad word. <laughs> Sometimes... Us faith people want to make it into a bad word, but there is pure religion in undefiled, which is what? What we fast for, actually, to get out of ourselves and to be able to care for somebody else, right? It's okay. But, and we could put it into, we could call it maybe faith or, or our, what we believe in, in God. And, and really, this is where we're, we're talking about, right? Um, this is where it goes. So all of these things come together to be a part of this. Um, all right. And it's going to look like, <laughs> so these actions are going to look like uh, this is where you put your priority. How many have other options than going to work tomorrow? <laughs> you have other options. You can go, go golfing. <laughs> Why? It's because your priority, right? What are you most faithful to? To what your high, highest priority is, right? And that's what it looks like. What you're most faithful to is what you believe in the most, believe the most is necessary for right now. <laughs> Here's what happens. What would change whether you go to work tomorrow or not? If a child falls down, goes to the hospital, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the hospital, right? Why? Because now your faithfulness changes. You got a different thing going on, right? Because you believe that it's more necessary for you to be taking care of that. So faithfulness looks like priorities, doesn't it? Okay. Okay. It's going to be excellence in how much you put into it. It's not going to be haphazard. It's not going to just be halfway. The more you believe in something, the more excellent you're going to do it. Right? The more you believe in something, the more you're going to go ahead and do something before you're asked to do it. <laughs> right? It's going to be something that you, you are active in this before uh, you, you actually initiate this because you believe it. You're not waiting to be woken up in the morning. <laughs> you don't have to get a wake-up call. You're waking yourself up, right? Hey, it's good to have you. <laughs> um, and then, I know this is the last thing here, but it's the thing that we saw in the nature of God and his faithfulness. There is going to be mercy and love associated with this. Now, I'll, I'll relate this, and it might not actually be, uh, I mean, there's other reasons why <laughs> mercy is being displayed, but how many sometimes would just like to take a ball bat to your boss? 
All right, that, that was kind of severe. That was, that was kind of severe. I know you're the boss, so I don't know. That would kind of be like self-flagellation or whatever, you know. <laughs> Does this make sense at all? Do you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and this could probably, well, I won't go there either. But the boss is, let's just stick with the boss because, you know. But any relationship, in order for that, 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 that relationship to be maintained, there's going to need to be mercy given. Because you're going to find out something wrong at some point, right? <laughs> you're going to have reason to run away. And what's going to keep you? You're going to have to overlook some things, aren't you? You're going to have to let some things go. And since we're Christians, we'll call that love, okay? <laughs> but really, we should. We should, right? There should be a display of that. It's like, huh, why'd they do that? And uh, they're Christians. They love, right? So there is a connection, though, between love and mercy. There's going to be an overlooking because you set the priority of that thing above your desire to take care of it. Right? Okay, so let's go to Mark eleven twenty two, <clears throat> And I want to start just talking about the, uh, again, the, this definition of faithfulness that, that needs to come from, from what we believe. Okay? And Jesus, let me give my little statement. Where there is belief, there are simple faithful actions. Okay. <clears throat> So again, you cannot have faith without actions. You cannot have belief without associated actions. Otherwise, that belief is going to die. It's, it's not a very strong one. It's not one that's going to have faithfulness because faithfulness has actions that goes with it, right? And so Jesus answered, said to them, have faith in God. Remember this, this story, he's talking, I think this is the one where the, the, the mustard seed, or the... Uh, the tree, right? And he says, if, if you just have faith. And, and some, of the, some, of the, um, some of the translations say, have God's faith. The same kind of faith as God. I think, oh, yeah, like, man, <laughs> really? But what I would like to, to, to see is how we can get on board with this. Because what he goes on to say is all you have to do is, is believe and then speak. He doesn't say you have to do it. He says all you have to do is be faithful to the actions, to the process. Does this make sense? <laughs> if we could, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're teaching a, a, an instrument. Um, you have to learn how to just do a simple action. Before you can play a piece, you got to learn how to just do this action. And then you got to be faithful to do. I remember my first lesson, he gave me like four notes on the, on the thing, and all I was supposed to do was just play them. Didn't sound like anything. I had to just do that. And it's actually, uh, what God's asking us to do is even more simple than that. 
We just get in relationship with him enough to where we believe in him, put him in a, as a high enough priority Amen. that we begin to do what he says. And it's not hard. It's never hard. It's, it's, it's simple. We just speak. We just believe and we speak. And he does all the work. Right? Um, and what are we doing when we're doing that? We're being faithful. We're taking, we're taking what we've been given. And we're doing what he's told us to do with it. Okay? All right, let's go to this next one. Luke 18, 8. With belief in God's word, there's unending faithfulness to speak and act like it. How many believe in God's word? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm still on a, on a growth pattern. I'm still on a, learning, uh, on a learning curve. Because sometimes what God says to do, it's like, you know, and, you know, in the area of love and the area of forgiveness and, and a lot of these things, it's, it's okay. You know what? It's going to take something more than me just deciding I, I do. I believe in God's word, but now it's not enough to just believe. I have to be faithful to it. <laughs> I'm going to have to put actions that go along with this belief. And they're not hard. They are a choice. They're a choice of saying, I'm not going to my job today because my kid is in the hospital. You see? It's like, if God said this, then I'm going to do it even though I have something else that I would naturally do or I feel like I need to do. No, I'm going to do what God said. And that's faith. Can you see that? It's actually being faithful. How many have been given the word of God? <laughs> you know, people like Abraham and Moses, it's like, how in the world did they do it? They, they had one word from God. But what did they do with it? That's what made all the difference. God doesn't care how great we are. He, we can stutter. We can, <laughs> we can, we can be blind. We can, you know, he, he, he says, but I've given you something. And it doesn't matter what you think about what that thing is. I mean, it does, but <laughs> it's what you do with it. He's more concerned about our faithfulness than he is our ability, our good looks, our talent. Okay. I'm sorry, I got a little bit loud. All right. Luke 18, 8. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. This is the parable, remember, where the, the widow lady goes to the unjust judge to, to make a case? And he's, he's a rascal. He doesn't want to listen to her at all, right? And, and what does she do? She knows that he has the power to bring justice to her situation. She believes that so much, and she has a responsibility to her family. And she says, I don't care what he says. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And he says, God will bring swift justice to those who don't give up. How quickly can we give up on God's word? 
you know? So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was with the judge. Yet when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of persistent faithfulness in his people? Now, what I think is interesting is this translation says faithfulness, right? The King James says faith. And there's other places that are similar to this. I think we might get to one of them or another one anyway. The faith and faithfulness, they go together. Faithfulness is the, is the uh, lifestyle of faith. It's the actions of faith. It's the nature of faith, right? And, and Jesus is saying, how many times did Jesus get frustrated? You know, and he'd say, where in the world is your faith? He didn't say, where in the world is your knowledge? Where in the world are your brains? <laughs> said, I've been teaching you. All you got to do is speak. And, and you're hollering about going to die here pretty soon. If we don't, it's like, well, <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's sleeping at the bottom of the boat. And, and, and they're saying, Jesus, wake up so you can die with us. I guess that's what they're saying. You know, it's like, because <laughs> what else? And he says, where is your faith? Not where is your ability to do anything. Where is your simple response to what I've told you to do? <laughs> it's kind of like your kids, you know, take the trash out. <laughs> I don't need you to be great at it. I don't need you, but it needs to be done. <laughs> and, and if there's a problem with you getting it done, we're going to adjust your priorities. Right, we're gonna elevate the priority of you taking the trash out, right? Until it get until you actually do what needs to be done. You know, a lot of people aren't bending the knee to Jesus right now, but you know, someday they are. Every single one of them, and that's gonna be an act of faith. That's gonna be an act of believing in God, actually obeying who He is. That will require the elevation of of the priority of Him above all this other nonsense that's passing. On this earth. Okay. All right. So let's go to Galatians 22, 23. It is, a, it is fruit or evidence of the spirit. Not upon us to generate. So the, here's the wonderful thing about this. This is not something that we get under conviction and feel like we have to just start doing stuff. This is a result. And the, the ladies thing last night was really great. You know, it's, it's, you know, uh. John Bevere talking about how when you pray in tongues, yeah, I was the man. I was the elephant in the room. <laughs> but uh, he's talking about praying in tongues, you know, that, that there's stuff that you will never be able to see in the natural that you can see in the spirit when you pray in the spirit. When your mind gets quiet, you can begin to see things in the spirit. And this is where the realm of belief in what he said gets to the place where our actions begin to be enabled by the spirit and not by our brains. Because it's, it's not, I mean, we do need to respond to what the word says, but it needs to come from a heart of belief. 
or it's just vain actions. So we're not talking about faithfulness according to what, you know, we're being just a good person on our own. It's the new nature that we have in Christ that the Spirit enables. And I, I just, don't you like there's a fruit of the Spirit? What, is there anything that's kind of cranky about the fruit of the Spirit? Is there, is there anything that's, you know, uh, contentious about the fruit of the Spirit? It's all good stuff, isn't it? It's, it's all things that are uplifting. <laughs> and faithfulness, actually, you know, the king, and here's the other one I was thinking of. The, the King James doesn't say faithfulness. It says faith. Why? Because it's belief. When you really believe something, you're going to have actions that look like faithfulness. And it's not going to be small. We need to sing Great is my faithfulness. Right? Because <laughs> that's what God sees in us. He doesn't just want, he doesn't want us to just observe his faithfulness. That does nothing for us until it becomes ours. We have to have the faith of God. That means we will have the faithfulness of God. Can you see that? That's very important. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, all these wonderful things, right? Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Okay, let me keep going. Where belief wanes, so does faithfulness. So, <laughs> and, and, and this is what he's calling us to. You know, I, he, he, here, here's, here's what I'm, I'm seeing in this to some extent, you know, is, is um, um, I really believe the things that we develop in our relationship with God are, are they, they're transforming who we are. We get, trans, we get transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? I mean, that kind of happens in the natural even, you know? To, to, <laughs> to make headway with any of these people, you know, you kind of got to get into their mind a little bit, right? You gotta, we're going to have to have some changes. You're going to have to quit liking sugar so much, you know? <laughs> it's like, you're going to have to do some, have, have some changes going on, right? <laughs> so... Oh, all right, let me go here. Hebrews 12, or 3, 12 through 14. So search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters, and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you. Oh, so that's a thing. <laughs> oh. Man, I lost my train there a little bit ago, and I'm sure glad I heard choo-choo again. All right. Here's the thing in our relationship with God. <laughs> when we're being transformed, it's transforming our mind. So here's part of this process that's very powerful that I see is how many like to praise God? Make a big deal about God. You know, I saw this just recently a little bit more for kind of help me 
is what is that doing when we praise him? It's breaking down barriers between us and him. It's causing us to be able to, to see him for who he is. And it's actually, it's actually enhancing our relationship with him. <laughs> and so I saw this, you know, I don't believe you can become a, a very active and a very, uh, I, the deeper you get into praise of God, it will not just be when you're with God. It changes who you are. Now you're kind of a praiser. Not just with God, but you, you begin to break down other relations, barriers and other relationships in the same way because it's who you are. The fruit of the Spirit, well, it's not just long-suffering towards God. That's towards each other, right? And this faithfulness, it's towards each other. Right? It becomes something that I begin to believe in other people. Now what I'm looking for in Michael is not something that's wrong. I'm looking for something that's right. And, I'm, and it's like David said, when I, when I experience faithfulness, it's not going to be something that's just contained inside of me. It's going to come out. And it's going to come out with great purpose. It'll accomplish something. Right? Okay. So search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters, and make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you, for it will lead you astray and make you unresponsive to the living God. So what can keep us from unfaithfulness? What can keep us from actually believing and have the actions that go along with it? We can say, I just got to try to believe harder. Give me that thing that, <laughs> give me another bowl of ice cream. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to hit this just a little bit because this is, we're going into a fast. Right? Well, part of the reason for a fast is to enhance our faithfulness. What would keep us from being faithful to having, what, what is evil? What, what is what is covetousness? What, what are the things that would cause us to be corrupt in any way? There are things in this earth that our hearts go after that become a priority bigger than God. And we say, uh, that God thing that, I, that I'm being invited to be a part of by the Spirit, I got something else going on. <laughs> right? I like this because it's not putting condemnation on us. No, it's, it, it, it's saying, no, there's an opportunity for God to rise. And how do you do that? You, you, you intentionally take some other things out of, the, out of the question. It's not even going to be an option. Food, how many are faithful to food? We have to be, Right? And if you're in a healthy marriage relationship, we have other things going on that need to be going on, right? But they can, any of these things can become a higher priority. We need to be able to jump. We need to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit. We need to be able to say, oh, that's going on? I guess I'm not going to work today because <laughs> I got to take care of a God thing. It becomes a higher priority for us. Amen? It's not that other things go away completely, 
We got to eat to live. But do we live to eat? <laughs> no, we just eat to live, right? So we've got to put God on a higher priority. What, what are we? There's, there's, there's a natural accomplishment that's going to take place, but God wants to take to us to a place of faith. And you can't go higher in faith without learning how to take the steps of faith that are faithfulness. They're not just going to be a, just towards God in certain areas. It's going to become who you are all the way around. Amen? It's not just going to be in church when you're singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It's going to become who you are all the time. God gets bumped up. Amen. I'm so, aren't you? I'm grateful for his mercies that, that give us a break until we get there, you know? It's like, how much God has to put up with the, uh, us choosing other stuff half the time, you know? Man, I, I am so grateful for that. Since I was a kid, I can look back and I can say, you know? And you kind of go through times when maybe you're a little better or something, you know, but, but it's like, no, I want to get, uh, uh, just get to where it's just him, you know? Um, and then in, in light of this, well, we can just, we can, let me see how much else I got here. Oh, let me just finish that one. This is the time to encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sin's deceitfulness. For we are mingled with, uh, we are mingled with the Messiah, if we will continue unshaken, in this confident assurance, from the beginning until the end. So this is that same passage that I did in the King James or New King James says, "If you hold steadfast to the end, don't you like the passion, the woman's version of this? It's a little bit more eloquent." Oh, Mimi doesn't like it as well. She likes the man's version. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see here. Let me just, uh, what, what, what was that? Um, is it from Jeremiah or uh, that reference to fasting? It says, is this the fast that I have called? Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, that he's he's calling us into a, a a God purpose for for what we're uh, he's wanting to do. He's wanting to build for us in this coming year. It's 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 something beyond uh, what can be just our plans. And he's not calling us to to come up with anything. He just needs us to fit in to what he's wanting to do. He's wanting, he's wanting us to just respond to his directions by faith. But it's going to require getting other things out of the way so that we can actually hear his voice. And what it's going to look like is not us. It, it, it's not the diminishing of ourselves. It's not us looking like we're, we're famished or, or letting anybody know what we're famished about. <laughs> It's the fruit it's going to bring on the other side that, that, that becomes our motive. 
It's not, it's not fixing stuff in our own life necessarily or things that we, we don't go into it necessarily with a, a, a specific thing that we need. I'm doing this so, it's like the one lady said, I'm making a bargain with God. You know, if, you, if, you, if you'll take care of this, then I'll fast. You know, it's not, it's not about that. It's, it's about God. I, 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 wanna, I want my faith level to rise. I want to be able to take the steps of faithfulness that are gonna Proclaim your greatness in my life. So I'm going to have to let go of some other things. Raise the priority of you. And let me begin to respond. There will be fruit. There will be mountains moved. There will be things spoken. And we can grow in this. It'll be a work of the Spirit. It'll be His moving. And... uh Oh, oh, that's where I was going. Yes, yes, yes. And then your light will shine. You just read it for me, please. Will break forth in the morning. And your healing. I feel like Barney Five. <laughs> then your light break forth like the morning and your healing, your restoration. This is me, the, all the stuff I need, right? All the things that I require. What happens? They come into place uh, and it's not you doing them at all. It's not you having to fix anything. It's not you even having to believe for those things. You just begin to do what God is t- telling you to do. And you get his heart and you begin to follow and you begin b- get his faithfulness. You get transformed. Oh, let's be transformed. Amen. <laughs> Your restoration and power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, and your right. Rela- Boy, she got the amplified. Uh, with God. Um, shall go before you, conducting you to peace and prosperity, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. It'll be all around you. It'll be who you are. When this, when there's a purification, there's a, there's a getting rid of anything that would disable God being on a higher priority. Amen. All it all it takes is faith and the actions of faith. Just believe, speak, and it will be done. Oh, man, that's a, we'll start doing it on the smallest level. You know, part of what I was going to get into, remember the talents? I said, what are you doing with the small things? You know, we want the big mountains to go. Well, what about this, that little pile of salt on the counter? You know, it's like, let's start taking care of things. Speak, don't, don't let an opportunity pass us by to begin to speak to things. Begin to draw on things for, for what, don't just let, don't just say I'm in this, this pit of despair, <laughs> Princess Bride. <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm just, I can't help it. This is just, no, no. He said, I've given you something to do. Just start doing it and be like the widow. I'm not stopping doing it because I believe in him. So I'm going to be steadfast, immovable. I'm not going to fall into to being doubtful and, and being critical. And, and 
That's not, that's not faith. That's not in the spirit. No, I'm going to get in the spirit and allow the goodness that comes from God to just overflow. <laughs>